Dear gracious and heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here to worship you today. And Lord, most of all, thank you for your faithfulness. You are always faithful to us even when we are not. Lord, please forgive us of our sins and shortcomings. Guide us, lead us, help us to do better each and every day. Lord, I ask that you be with all these who are on their prayer requests. Please be with all those out in the world that we don't know who are lonely, who are sick, who, who need you. Let them know that you are there with them. Be with the prayer requests that have been mentioned today, which is Debbie Johnson, who will be having a heart cath Tuesday morning. And again, Lord, everyone else, you know the needs. You know the needs of each person in here, whether we mention them or not. Please be with each and every one of us. Father, as we continue to worship with you today, please help us put everything to the side and just focus on you. I ask that you fill every inch of this place with your spirit, fill our hearts with your spirit that we can see and hear you. And Lord, most of all, I ask that you move me out of your way today, that your words will be heard. And Lord, I ask all this in your son Jesus' name as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I don't like being stuck behind something I'm used to moving around. So I'm going to come out here up front. And to all the school-aged kids, I apologize. I meant to pray for you as well. Please keep them and teachers in your prayers this week as we all go five days a week. I know mine's not liking that. And I know there's a few students out there who's not liking that. But please do keep all of our kids um, in your prayers. Today I am going to be talking or speaking from John 20. John chapter 20, verses 19 Verse 19 starts, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a second. I'm going to be stopping in between. 
we start out with then the same day at evening. Well, we got to figure out what's going on. This is the same day that Mary Magdalene and some others went to Jesus' tomb and saw that Jesus is no longer there. This is the same day that Jesus spoke to her and she went and told the disciples. John and Peter ran to the tomb to look and they also saw that Jesus was no longer in the tomb. And it says earlier that John did believe that Jesus rose. So this is later that evening. And all the disciples, well, at least 11 of, well, 10 of them, you'll find out that later, possibly more because the 12 are the 12 chosen. There were more disciples. But they were in a closed room. Some versions say that they were in a locked room. They were afraid the Jews were going to come and get them. And they had reason to be afraid. Now, one thing that I have started doing is started really putting myself in their place. And we got to see what, what they're feeling at this time. Within this span of less than a week, they have, the disciples have gone through a roller coaster of emotions. The previous what we would call Sunday, Palm Sunday, is where they walked through the crowds and everyone singing Hosanna in the highest. They're blessing Jesus. And then they go through their week and they find out that one of them is going to betray Jesus. Now think about that. These men have been together for around three years. They've been around each other 24-7. They have lived eat, slept, worked, learned, prayed. They've done everything together. They, were, they had to have been a tight-knit group. There's no way they couldn't have been a tight-knit group. And here they find that one of them betrays them, most of all betrays Jesus, but they're betrayed as well. Now, has, ever, has anyone ever betrayed you? Think about how that made you feel. You know they had to be furious, absolutely mad. They had to have questions. <coughs> Excuse me. They, they had to be so confused as to why Judas would do this. And then you know they had to mourn his death. But on top of all of these feelings, their master, their teacher, their leader, their world, the person that their world revolved around was on trial and crucified. So they were upset about that, and they were probably feeling guilty because they left him alone. They ran. You know Peter was feeling guilty. So they, and they were mourning Jesus. Yeah, Jesus did tell them that he would raise again in three days. But you've got to remember, they didn't have the whole story with them. They didn't know how it ended. They didn't know what to think. They were totally lost. They were confused. They were angry. They were in mourning. They were grieving. They had all of these emotions on them. So yeah, I would lock myself in a room too. <laughs> I would. I would want to crawl under a rock and hide 
and hoped things got better. But in this locked room, in this closed-up room, Jesus appeared. He says, peace be with you. He shows them his hands. He shows them his side. And they were glad. Now, I can imagine that at that moment, the questions started coming. Praises started coming out. They were happy. It doesn't completely erase all the other feelings, but the joy overtook all of those other feelings. And I'm sure they were asking question after question after question, what's going on? And then in verse 21, then Jesus said to them again, peace be unto you. My, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whoso, whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So Jesus is like, okay, yes, I'm here. Now let me tell you what you need to do. He gave them direction. He said, my father sent me, and now I'm sending you. And he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Go back to Genesis 1, Genesis 2. God breathed life into man. And now Jesus is breathing the Holy Spirit into his disciples. Once we have accepted Jesus in our heart, we received the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is with us at all times. We're never alone. He is always with us. Verse 24, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see his hands and the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hands in his side, I will not believe. Doubting Thomas. He wasn't going to believe. I mean, here we have Mary's, Mary Magdalene's testimony. She saw and talked to Jesus. We have Peter and John who went to the tomb and they saw the tomb was empty. We had everyone who was in that room telling Thomas, Jesus is alive. He is back. He is here. Thomas completely shuts him off. Nope, not going to believe it. Verse 26, and after eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in mist and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. 
And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Eight days went by. You've got to know that every single one of those days, all those disciples were on Thomas. You've got to believe, you've got to believe, you've got to believe. He had the chance to be the one disciple who believed without seeing. Now, if you'll remember, when Jesus came the first time, Jesus showed the other disciples his hands and his side. They saw and they believed. And at first it's like, you know, we got to give Thomas a break here because the others saw first and they believed. So why is this such a big deal? Well, Thomas had chance after chance after chance to believe the testimony of others. And he blew it. Because he closed himself off, he blew it. He didn't believe. He had the chance to rise above all of them. And he didn't. He's now known as Doubting Thomas. And I wonder if Jesus gave him eight days just to give him chance after chance after chance after chance. How many chance after chance after chance after chance do we get? We don't have Jesus' physical form with us today. But we have our testimony. We have the ones who come for, before us, their testimony. We've got to step up and be better than Thomas. Take Thomas's place and believe without seeing. Jesus told the disciples, as my Father sent me, I send you. As the disciples have went through and told other people about Christ, then that same message gets sent to them. That same command, that same opportunity is sent to them, and now it's to us. As God sent Jesus, Jesus is sending us out to tell others about God, about Jesus, about the heavenly kingdom, about eternity. That's what we we are to be doing today. And we have to believe without seeing. People have to see Jesus through us the way Thomas should have seen it through the other disciples. Verse 30 says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Oh, so how I want to know what he did. (laughs) But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Oh, I would love to know what else Jesus said to them. What else Jesus showed them. That would be so awesome. One day we'll know. Actually, by then we won't care. We'll just be glad to be with Jesus. There's one thing I want to tell you, one other thing I want to tell you about this that's so easy to miss. Both times that Jesus came to the disciples, they were in a closed room. 
The door was closed. Like I said, some versions, the door was locked, and Jesus just appeared. Nothing can stop Jesus. We cannot close Jesus out. We can close out everybody else. We cannot close out Jesus. We cannot hide from Jesus. There's no way. If physical doors cannot block him from entering into a room, then our spiritual doors definitely will not block him. Now, I'm going to tell you something about me. I have a room in my heart that has a door on it. When I get frustrated, I get overwhelmed, I get really stressed out, I go into that room and I close my door. I hide. I end up running around that room. I end up beating my head against the wall and nothing gets accomplished. Nothing changes except me getting more stressed out, more frustrated, and more overwhelmed. Until I finally come to my senses, i got to take this to Jesus. And here I am in my room that's in my heart. I look up, and Jesus is there the whole time. I've been running circles around him, going right past him, ignoring him, instead of going to him and laying everything at Jesus' feet. But once I did, once I stopped, and I laid everything at Jesus' feet, things do not magically disappear. I was still stressed. I was still frustrated. I was still overwhelmed, but I saw a way. I saw a way to get out of it. I saw Jesus was right there beside me, walking me through. And things do get better. Thomas went into his room, and he didn't just shut the door. He had ten locks that he bolted that door shut. There was no way he was going to listen until he saw. Don't be like me. Don't be like Thomas. Don't have that room. Once I realize what I'm doing, I am intentionally working on first I gotta get that door open then I've got to get the hinges off the door then I gotta get rid of that door Jesus is the only door I need Jesus is the way the truth and the life he is my way my truth my life he's the only way we can get through things he, Jesus is the only way we have survived this past year, whether you believe it or not. He is. He's the only way we've made it through. So here's my question to you. What are you hiding? Is your door open or is your door shut? Are you going to open your eyes and see that Jesus is in that room with you? Or are you still going to run around and beat your head against the wall? One song 
that I have always loved to hear is how great thou art. Oh, how great Jesus is. How great God is. We're getting ready to play that song in just a minute. And as we listen to that song, listen to the words. But also, think about all the times how great God has been to you. How many times have you been in that room and he has joined you? How many times that you didn't know he was standing there leading you, carrying you through different situations? God is so good that he is here with us now. He was here with us yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I will always be with you till the end of the earth. So listen to this song and think about all the great things God has done for us. Another great thing God has done is given us each other. He's given us each other to lean on. I know we haven't been able to be together physically, but they've made great things called phones and texting and emails and Zoom, that we can still connect with one another and we can still talk to one another. And sometimes we have got to just open up that door, step out, let go of pride maybe, and reach out to others. Because Jesus, God has given us each other to lean on as we also lean on him. So let's Listen to this song and think about what God has done for us. Sent 
as we go through this week. Be intentional. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be intentional of looking where I have my closed doors. I'm going to be intentional of opening those doors and letting Jesus in and getting rid of those and always leaning on Jesus. And I ask you to join me in with that. Look into yourself. Where have you closed off other people? Where have we closed off Jesus? We're here together. We'll stay together. Go in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.